want to try to encourage, um, you know, I kind of, like I said, deep, debunk, debunk the myth about Pilates not being a for sissies. Is it a myth, though? I mean, I don't even know much about it. Well, you're about to learn. I know. After I tried yoga, I stayed away from all that stuff that I don't understand. <laughs> I about killed my ass right there. I'm not kidding. And that's the point. And I haven't done it again. And I'm, you know, I'm not a weenie, but maybe... Maybe I'm a weenie. <laughs> well, I think you are. You're playing a simple game of pickup football, and you, I mean, I and you messed up and you messed up your shoulder. You know, all that would do the job. Doing Pilates, you would something hurt else your going on. But um, that's just so with Pilates and the type of exercises you do with Pilates, like rehabbing, is Pilates a, a discipline that would help something like that? So Joseph Pilates, first of all, a man created Pilates. I know. Yeah. I, I and most people don't think that. that. But mostly women do it. He was a German guy, right? Which is, yeah, which is really kind of strange. He was oh, born yeah, in Germany. German, sort of. <laughs> then, then you could do it. Right. There you you know, you think about it. <laughs> there it is. Jennifer, he's I smart. He wanted to be around a bunch of women, so he invented politics. And there you go. Actually, it started off because he was a really sick kid, and there was really nothing around. He was born in 1881, so this is a while ago. Um, That's when I was born. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Man, you're So sick meaning he was, like, sick or sick? Because he's, like, badass. You're no, sick. back then, sick was sick. Oh, yeah, back then. Yeah, true, true. Okay. Um, he had, I mean, he had a rheumatic fever. He had all sorts of things. So he decided that he was going to help himself because there really wasn't anything that that was out there for him so there was Grey's Anatomy one book and he that wasn't actually a show to begin with <laughs> um, so he decided to read that and he was going to help himself through exercise so he started developing these different exercises for himself to get better his breathing got better his lung capacity got better and then he was a boxer he was a wrestler he was very much into exercise and fitness and then he was being held in a sort of in an intern camp in Germany and he was sort of kind of a you know back then physical therapist almost and he was helping people that were non-ambulatory stuck in bed be able to walk again so Grey's Anatomy was he the original McDreamy <laughs> well or? yeah well, maybe okay. something like that okay. so I don't know if you've seen a picture of him or not but it's debatable. Okay. Um, so he started attaching all of these springs to the wall behind the beds so they could work on resistance exercise, try and get them stronger. And that's actually how the equipment got created in the first place. Mm -hmm. So if you see most Pilates equipment, it looks almost bed-like. Um, and that's kind of where that, that started. Mm -hmm. So beyond that, he helped strengthen people enough to pretty much do rehab with them. So it really kind of started out as a form of rehab. Today, people, mostly men, think that it's for women only and gym and dancers, and that's really actually not how it started at all. Uh, most people that got into Pilates, because what, what happened then is he moved to Great Britain, worked there for a while, and then moved to America and opened up a studio in New York. And that's kind of what we consider the main Pilates studio in New York City. And there he just happened to be in an area where there were a lot of dancers. Um, and so he had a lot of clients simply because they were injured. And so it was pretty much the rehab. So, you know, the concept behind Pilates... You strengthen while you lengthen. So it's flexibility, it's strength, it's a lot of control. Does <laughs> that look for? So what's the word mean? Pilates. It's a Greek word, isn't it? <laughs> like Socrates? I'm trying to contribute to this podcast here. It's a Greek word. So before we continue, FKU50 would like to welcome uh, Jennifer O'Mara. FKU50 is outsmarting life after 50. Today we're going to talk about Pilates. We're going to talk about... Pilates after 50, outsmarting 
Pilates after 50 and the benefits that you listeners can get from Pilates. And you've heard so far, we've been talking a little bit about whether it's a men's exercise or discipline or a women's or both. Or, and we're going to kind of talk through that today and just see what, what that looks like. So we're looking forward to talking through that. But before we begin, I'd like to introduce everyone to Jennifer O'Mara. Jennifer has owned and operated the Pilates Loft since 2003. A graduate from the U University of Florida, Jennifer's background is firmly placed in exercise physiology with an emphasis in physical therapy. In 2009, the Pilates Loft was named a certification center for the New York Pilates Studio Program through the United States Pilates Association, where Jennifer has been invited to be a teacher of teachers. Jennifer enjoys traveling with her husband, Mark, snow skiing, hiking, and getting into a good book. So, Jennifer, welcome. Thank you. Listeners, we all know me, Doug, to my right. Kent. <laughs> He's not only been your cousin for 50 years, but that's all right. You can forget he, that. He Sam. forgot his name. To my right is Kent. <laughs> Across the table from him is... Jeff. His brother, Jeff. So, we are your co-host at FKU 50. Let's continue our dialogue with Jennifer. Jennifer, I won't hold it against you that you're a gator. I'm sorry. That's a good thing, actually. Yeah. We're my, on the same my, team right my husband's a uh, null also, so he's. I'm not an null. <gasps> oh, I'm an, oh, that's right. You're UT. I'm a knight. Oh, all right. All right. Oh, you're UCF knight. Oh. Yeah, Kent's a graduate from UCF, but he was uh, he moved to Tennessee, and now he's also a all fan. A all fan. Of course. I do love Knoxville. It's a great yeah. town. It great is town. nice. The three of us went there, and we did a, a mountain bike long weekend, and we stayed at an Airbnb and stayed in a really cool part of Knoxville where we could just mm -hmm. walk out and walk down. There was all kinds of bars and the old city, yeah, which was really a lot of fun. So yeah. it was enjoyable. It's beautiful there. It was. I've got a point to make because when I look at the Pilates stuff beforehand coming in here, I think the reason that people affiliate it with I don't know, feminine type of exercise is because they're all like in a pose. You know, <laughs> they're they're all striking a pose, you know, <laughs> in some way. And, you know, I don't know, maybe just do that again. Can't deal look with like that. Superman. It's like, yeah, Madonna wasn't the first one. She was copying Pilates. But. And what do you mean by that? <laughs> strike a pose. It's a oh, song. strike a pose. That Randy, could be would the, you bring him up to date, please? I believe the title of that song was Vogue. Well, okay. But the <laughs> words were Strike a Pose, okay? Strike a Vogue. There's nothing to it. <laughs> Even Doug can do it. Yeah, yeah. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Show us your best Madonna move, Doug. I don't have one of those. <laughs> Good. Let's move on. Let's open this up with a Pilates term called the powerhouse. Tell us about that. So the powerhouse is basically the group of muscles that start at the bottom of your rib cage, go to the top of your hip bone and wrap all the way around, including your lower back and your bottom. So Joseph Pilates came up with this term powerhouse. It's basically where all of your motion should come from. So if you move, if you initiate all motion from your core, then everything else is safe and stable. So we work from our powerhouse, which is where all of your power comes from. So I know that Tammy, my wife, who goes to Jennifer's studio, Pilates Loft in Orlando, Florida. When Tammy comes to my studio where we focus on just kind of weightlifting and barbells and dumbbells and kind of old school lifting, she always comes in and she's got amazing form. Every exercise she does, 
whether it's deadlifting or squatting or whatever, she has impeccable form. So she's always telling me to tell my clients, you know, draw your belly button in, zip it up, keep your butt tight. And it's like she's using all these Pilates terms. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I don't even know how to present that to my clients. So <laughs> did your phone just go off? Thank no, you. wasn't mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how she wants to take what she learned and has been educated from Pilates and about correct form and control and the powerhouse because she's always bringing that into my weightlifting studio. So I'm guessing that that term powerhouse is important in all phases of and it might be important enough that you guys and you fellows out there may want to look at Pilates as a way to create a strong core, which you just said from there, everything kind of goes outward and that could be outward to all different types of disciplines you know fitness and exercise and i imagine just are you making this up that's pretty good stuff thank you i'm not stupid i have been around for almost 54 years (laughs) he didn't just fall off the turnip truck did you doug that's what outsmarting life after 50 is you do get a little few brains Uh, after raising kids and hanging out with cousins like you guys Cool. Well, I, I feel like my work is done here. I am. Well, I am. I am. So I'm, I'm so impressed that, that that's what Tammy does when she leaves my studio. That, that that's really. I mean, so my goal as an instructor is to teach you proper form to keep you safe and healthy and complete all the goals that you're trying to reach. So, if you think of it from a Pilates standpoint, that all comes from your core and developing good, strong, stable muscles around the body. So if you take those lessons and bring them into every single aspect of your life, then there should be no reason why you ever get hurt. So kudos. And I'm I'm quite certain that Tammy's form has something to do with you as well. But it helps tremendously in the gym. So I do pretty much every type of workout there is out there. I loved exercise. It's kind of my life. Because I'm so strong and, and stable in my core, I can do anything. I have all sorts of torn things around my body because um, of stupid stuff I've done years and years and years ago. However, I still run half marathons, sometimes marathons. And, um, Ouch. Yeah. And I can do all of those things because I do Pilates. It just furthers my career and everything else I want to do. Stretching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably plays a part in Pilates. Do you do that before or is it all, are you stretching while you're doing it? Because I know how beneficial that is. I used to get muscle pulls here and there and everywhere when we used to compete and so forth. And then I started stretching because of martial arts mostly, and Mm -hmm. it all kind of went away, regular stretching. So like I said earlier, Pilates really works with lengthening while you strengthen. So we try to work throughout the entire range of the muscle. So if you think about when you do a bicep curl, Mm. you know, depending on how good you are at your form, starting at the very end range of a muscle or end range of muscle, not joint, end range of muscle, Mm -hmm. and then continuing all the way through the extent of the muscle group, then you're going to get the best training result. Not everybody does that in a gym. Everybody sort sort of goes through shorter range of motion and power lifts. Right, exactly. (laughs) So if you extend the, the joint and muscle completely, then you'll get that lengthening while you strengthen. So we're not building shorter muscle bellies. We're building nice, long, lean muscle. So Jennifer, guys like me that don't know squat about Pilates, tell or me. Or anything else. Do you? I like how you said that, Pilates. I know. Pilates. <laughs> I, I, want, nice. I, want that, I want that little piece right there so I can play it. Yeah, over and over. Can't admitting he doesn't know squat. <laughs> about Pilates. <laughs> Forget the so, about Pilates part. Be quiet. <laughs> so, do you use resistance, weights, 
bands. What do you do? You do. Funny thing is, when, when people talk about Pilates being for women, if you were to see my studio, every single person that walks in, if they're not saying it out loud, they're thinking it. It kind of looks a little like a um, um, SM. Well, oh, my. Yeah. Right, BD, BDSM? Yes. <laughs> The right, I don't know what that is. The right yes. room. Yes, right? it, it, it kind of does. There's contraptions attached to the wall. There's all sorts of framing around. It looks a little um, intimidating. You do not Torture. need to use, yes, <laughs> you do not need to use equipment in Pilates, but you can use full body weight or you can use all the equipment. I have all the equipment that Pilates came up with or Joseph Pilates came up with, but the resistance springs that we use have quite a bit of tension and they, they change depending on what you're doing. Okay. I'm just getting over um, physical therapy for a shoulder injury. I think they got Pilates stuff all over the place now that you're describing it. Mm -hmm. They got the bands going on, everything is stretching, and it's obviously resistance because mm -hmm. you're trying to build back up something that broke up. Right. Look at so there. It's, it's good for rehab too? Yeah. That's yeah, I what think it was you, kind of for. Right. I think you'll be hard pressed to find a physical therapist that doesn't know about Pilates okay. or uses some form of Pilates now. Um, one of my best friends who lives in New Zealand, she has a full Pilates studio in her physical therapy center. I mean, it, they really do work hand in hand. Will I get rid of my love handles doing Pilates? <laughs> it's a like very good question because that's a, people ask me that a lot. Pilates is not going to be the form of exercise that you're going to lose 40 pounds. You're not going to come to me and in three weeks look, uh, you know, lose enormous amounts of weight. It is to help you reshape your body. So you're going to see differences in, you'll lose inches, you'll see differences in how your clothes fit. You will, I mean, you can lose weight, but it, it's not a form of cardio that you're going to come in here and, you know, drop 40 pounds. Those love, yes. those love handles, I got a pair of sharp scissors that would work for those. <laughs> no, that's just, what running does. It does. It, or, right. You know, it really does. Right. Or just cut back on the donuts. I was about to say diet is a, is a bit of that. Yeah. Sorry, so, diet. Cop, so, so, cop joke. So is, is there a particular age or a best age? I mean, if I'm in my 50s and my 60s, whether I'm a guy or a girl, What? I'm burping over here by myself. <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet, and you're calling attention to me. I thought you were whispering to me. I go, what are you talking about? What, like, like, what do you want? <laughs> Keep the burping to yourself, please. So if there's people, listeners that are out there saying, you know, I'm kind of like, I haven't really done any form of exercise, and I know Tammy talks about the different levels. Mm -hmm. So as a newbie coming in, if I'm a guy or a girl, and I'm in my 50s or 60s, talk about the levels. Okay. First and foremost, I actually prefer, it's not that I prefer, I think that it's even better for older men. I want to say older, 40s, 50s, 60s. I mean, my oldest client right now is 86. Um, my youngest client is eight. Hmm. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, obviously, the younger you are, you want to be a little careful because end place haven't closed yet. So you it's want to be a little careful with that. Too, isn't it? A little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> and if you walk under a studio, you'll see. <laughs> right. Exactly. You can make me hurt bad, but when you make an eight-year-old hurt. Right. It's a little disturbing. But the reason why I think it works a little better for older people is that we have we've spent an enormous amount of time getting tight, coming down in our posture, working against what we should be doing. So it really kind of helps you recenter and, and try and get back on track. As far as the levels go, um, my preference, Pilates is a really difficult form of exercise to 
to understand and to learn. It's just awkward. It's different. It's I want you to hold your your core in in different way than you've ever done before. So it takes a little bit of time. So the first session, we usually recommend that you take a private. It's just too difficult to learn in a group setting. Even though my group classes are only eight people in a class, it is much better one-on-one. So once you pass that first session, we put you into usually level one class. And the great thing about Joseph Pilates, he was really smart in how he set up this program. He did a lot of interesting sequencing. So certain exercises follow in a certain order with a very specific purpose. So they build upon each other. So you learn one concept and then you build upon that concept and you start working into different areas. It's really important to understand the foundations of Pilates. So that first level one class is we go a little bit slower. We teach to any different level and we get you to understand really the, the, the foundations and the fundamentals of Pilates. So Jennifer, are you seeing a lot of people with bad posture because of these devices we're always stooped over and we're doing this crooked necks rolled shoulders can pilates address some of those posture issues one of the biggest improvements you're going to find in in pilates is your posture so if you think about you know gravity doesn't kind of slow down as you get older it doesn't change really and we don't really fight as much as we should against it we do a lot of sitting throughout the day our sitting posture is usually pretty poor i don't care who you are you get tired we just forget about it. <laughs> so everybody in the studio right now is adjusting their posture <laughs> so um it absolutely it's, it's the one thing that people comment on the most my posture feels better i feel like i'm upright i feel like i'm getting taller so it's a huge benefit of pilates and super important as we get older so does your husband participate in Pilates? Oh, gosh, I hope he's not listening to this in the future. Uh, <laughs> we might encourage him to do that. I know. It's actually how we met. Huh. His girlfriend at the time wanted to do Pilates, and I was the closest studio to him. So they did Pilates together for a few months, and then it wasn't looking so good. They sort of coming without each other, and they took a little bit of a break for a while, and he came back by himself. He was a client of mine for three years. We just started becoming friends, and one thing led to another, and he did Pilates up until the day we got married, and pretty much not so much ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so, so mission accomplished. That sounds so oh, yeah, Mission accomplished. I know, exactly. But I said... I, managed to marry a non-exercising person. So I exercise seven days a week. He exercises by force, too. Well, that's a good average, though, you know, mm, you between know. the two of oh, you. All right. You ought to both be in shape. <laughs> all right. So, question. I run, and Cut. Doug and I are training for Xterra uh, Cross Triathlon. Is Pilates going to be a good cross training? Maybe off-season or injury prevention? What would What would you say there? Okay, so let me ask you a question. So how many miles is this run? Mm. It's four. four and a half. It's four and a half. Trail run. It's, okay. It's not crazy yeah. far. For okay. Me, for me, it is. And it's a three-quarter mile swim and a 16-mile mountain bike. Okay. So what happens as you start getting tired on a run? Oh, yeah. What, what does your body start doing? What is, what's, what's your posture look like? You start getting lower to the ground. Okay, so we're right. <laughs> Slowing well, down. My, my mind says, stop this shit. Right. right? <laughs> go, go in the house and right. drink some beer, right? <laughs> so <laughs> That's for after the race. That's your reward. <laughs> right. So, how, so what's your breathing muscle? Your diaphragm, right? Yeah. Where's your diaphragm located? Somewhere here. So right. <laughs> underneath your lungs, kind of. So yeah. now if you think about that, if I start coming down... I'm putting more pressure on my diaphragm, not allowing as much space for it to move. Your diaphragm moves up and down. It really doesn't move in and out. It moves up and down this way. So if you think about it that way, the more your chest comes down, 
the less strength you have in your core to keep you upright, the less space you're giving your diaphragm to move. So now if you're thinking about it that way, your diaphragm is pulling air into your lungs. So your breaths are getting shorter and shorter. So where your body wants more oxygen at that point, you are forcing it to get less and less. Mm. So if you think about it just based on that alone, Pilates or some sort of core training is important. So the, the strengthening of the core would help in that situation through Pilates or what, whatever other way, but we're talking about Pilates right now. Absolutely. So using strengthening the back muscles that keep you upright. Mm-hmm. So we do an enormous amount, especially for women, we train what we see, right? So we want everything to be really beautiful that we see in the mirror. We don't mm-hmm. see our backside of our body as much, which is why maybe it doesn't look quite so good as, as often as it should. Guys do the same thing. We all do the same thing. So if you think about it that way, we tend to, especially men, tend to train chest, overtrain chest, because we see that and we want to look good. It's the exact opposite of what you should be doing after a certain age. You know, it's great. You can, you know, when you're younger, it's, it's fine. Um, as we get older, the more you train your chest, the less you train your back, the more rounded you become. All of that strength pulls you forward forward. So gravity is pulling you forward. You got nothing to pull you back. So training coming back is much more important as we get older. That's interesting because I'm the weightlifting coach uh, for the Lake Brantley High School crew team. And I know when the kids are on the ergometer with the erg, when they're erging, 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 not hergy, erging, erging, it's an ergometer. Is it a verb? It's It's a verb and a subject. You're clearing your throat. (laughs) (laughs) Erging. So I know when the kids are rowing, when they're pulling on the row machine. Say ergy. (laughs) Pulling on the erg. Shut the hell up and let me talk, all right? (laughs) I know when they they pull on the erg, one of the things that that the coaches really enforce is that the kids are sitting straight up. Because it's really easy to be hunched over. And for exactly what you're talking about is so they can breathe easier throughout the whole motion of the erg. You explaining that helps kind of reinforce what 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 are you laughing at, Caitlin? <laughs> Caitlin is our videographer and she's busting a gut over here for some reason. Oh, because you're thinking so hard about. Are you thinking really hard about saying erg? <laughs> He's trying not to say it. <laughs> it, irks, it irks me. What's going on it right does. now with this erg thing? We could go. We could we could take the erg a lot of different areas, couldn't we? But we shouldn't. Let's go. So back to what I was saying without so rudely being interrupted by these knuckleheads and my daughter over there laughing in my face. <laughs> so the kids are instructed and or coached to really sit up, to be able to breathe and get their breath. And so it's, it's really interesting what you're talking about, the whole physiology. Yeah. You know, of, I want to add to that because it's just happened to me in the last six months, something that relates to what you said. And I never thought about it in that context, but... A lot of pain in the middle of the back near the spine. Probably a lot of us have it. I mean, Christine has it in the same spot I do, and we're completely different people. But um, different. so I go and I figure, what can I do to get rid of this thing? It's killing me all day, like a knife in your back, and you can't do much. It's not a pulled muscle. So I go and I say, I'll get a massage like three times a week, or well, that wasn't how it worked out, but maybe once a week, you know, and get that worked out. And the masseuse was telling me that it's the muscles up here pulling down that's creating the stress in the middle of my back. And then I get PT for the shoulder and they're saying the same things, you know, they're pushing back and they're trying to get you to strengthen back here to take away from what's putting pulling down. You know, I didn't find this out till I was 50 something. (laughs) So, but it's a big deal because a lot of my back pain comes from that. I don't have a pulled muscle. 
So one, so one of the takeaways for outsmarting life after 50 is just what Jeff's talking about is holding those shoulders back, strengthening the core. Through, Do some Pilates, through Pilates. as you go through <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. I'll tell you, had my dad done that, he wouldn't uh, look like an S and uh, right now hmm. at 80 and have gone from being six foot to like uh, yeah. five foot five. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it is bad. So, Well, I mean, what we're really talking about is balance, right? So I, I feel like that's one of the most important things as we get older is finding balance in your life, finding balance in your health. Um, and that's what longevity is about, right? So finding balance in your body is really important. And I don't think we focus on that when we're, you know, playing and, and you know, treating our bodies hard throughout our lives and when we enjoy exercise and enjoy activity. So backing off of, you know, some of the things that really don't work well for your body long term, trying to get some more balance, I mean, it prevents injury. So it's, it's interesting. I was, I'm thinking as we, as we age, we really start to deteriorate. It does drag you down. It's amazing how, you know, when you're in your 30s and your 40s and you're thinking, okay, I'm raising my kids and you start to think about, okay, they're going to be gone. And, you know, so yeah, and I'll be, I'll be close to 50. Get then the I can champagne out. Get the champagne out. That's right. <laughs> well, that's I, what- I can yeah. I can really start living, you know. I'm, I'm going to work. I'm going to have money. I'm going to. My wife and I are going to do all these things, and then you realize that oh my God, it's like my body is not do what I want it to do, and it hurts like hell. My and parents are getting sick. My parents are getting sick, and my kids are out of control. It's just just nuts, I tell you. Well, just end it. <laughs> <laughs> Nay. <laughs> Where are you going to go when you end it, That's Jeffrey? That's not an option. I know. Well, I have the Montana plan. It's always in play. That's good. Tell us about that. No, I'd rather not. Uh, Jennifer, I got a question for you. We've talked a lot about general ideas or physiology and and what Pilates is. My daughter's 13. She's doing archery. She's doing ballet. And these, I think, from what I'm hearing, sounds like she would benefit from some Pilates, right? So who benefits from Pilates? I mean, I think people understand maybe a little bit about what Pilates is now. I hope so, after what we've just talked about. But what's what's your call to get them interested or why should you be doing Pilates? Well, first of all, Pilates is it's a restorative type of exercise. So first of all, anyone can do it. You're lying down for most of Pilates. So it's not you're not jumping up and down. It's easier on the joints. So it doesn't matter what age you are, what condition you're in to start with. And it, it builds. So we start at a lower level and we build into it. So there's that fear of it's going to be really hard at first. Well, it's, it's difficult. You know, we tell people Pilates is really difficult in the beginning because it's awkward. You're learning a whole new form of movement. However, we're going to strengthen every single muscle in your body without putting tension on the joints. It's kind of attractive, isn't it? That's nice. Yeah, kind of nice. is there mirrors everywhere, like at the gym? No. Um, There are... That's a trade-off right there. It may be awkward, but there's no mirrors everywhere. That's a win. There are some (laughs) mirrors, but there are not... In a group class, there are no mirrors. Um, And that's kind of, you know, just a Pilates felt that this is a mind-body connection. So, you know, we are the generation that puts on headphones, you know, puts on sunglasses and just goes. And we don't think about what we're doing. We don't think about our body. We just run, run, run. So... What's happening with your body and your form doesn't really matter. I'm just moving. That leads to injury. So we are focused on understanding, connecting the mind to the body to make sure that what we're doing is intentional all the time. So there's no music in Pilates. Mm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> You actually have to think about what you're doing. So one of the big benefits of Pilates is it helps you with your stress levels because you 
you have no choice but to listen to me for an hour. If your brain starts wandering, I will immediately bring you back and you won't have any choice because you have no idea what you're doing. You really have to pay attention. I'm not doing it in front of you. You can't just watch me and repeat. I'm talking to you. You have to figure out how to get your body in the right positions. So how long do I have to do Pilates? I mean, do I have to do like five days a week, like the gym or three days a week or? No. And, you know, I, as a studio owner, I should be saying, yeah, of course. <laughs> five days a you week. You should be here. You should <laughs> be. I set you up. I know. Oh, yeah. was here that. You, yeah. Seven days a week. I, yes. and I appreciate that. Auto debit. Right. I, I, right. Exactly. <laughs> I do appreciate that. In fact, I'll, I'll comment on that in, in a minute. But. I really think two to three days a week max is absolutely fine. I found the most benefit when I was doing it three days a week, but most of my clients, I would say, are two days a week. I do not sell memberships at my studio. You cannot buy a yearly membership. You can buy a group of classes or a group of privates, but you cannot buy a membership. I do that on purpose. Memberships are intended for you not to come. The only way that is gym that sells an unlimited membership in a small studio like mine, in a boutique, they call us boutique fitness, right? So it's not a gym. So in boutique fitness places, if you are getting an unlimited option for membership, their goal is that you're not going to come very frequently. Kind of like Planet Fitness? Well, gym situations are, are a little bit easier with that because they're bigger and they allow a lot more people in. I have eight people in my class. So if I sell unlimited memberships and hope that you all come, there's no way that I'm going to be able to service all those people. I'm not going to be able to get you in. And, you know, are you going to be a frustrated client if you're always on a wait list? You can't ever get into one of my classes. So I'm hoping that you don't come, that I'm just going to get your money. I am, I'm just not that person. I actually want to change your body. I want to teach you how to change your body. So it's, in, it's not in my best interest to have lots of people come into my studio. All right. Before we continue with this great discussion, we'd like to thank our sponsor. FKU 50 would like to thank our sponsor, Mullinex Ford. Without their generous support, this podcast would not be happening. Mullinex Ford is Florida's largest Ford retailer and the number one Ford certified pre-owned dealer in the world, offering more than 4,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. One of the great things about Mullinex Ford is that their advertised low price is the price. Their low upfront price shows their best price first, saving customers from having to haggle. Plus, they never are charged a dealer fee. Their salespeople are friendly professionals who go the extra mile for their customers. FKU 50 would definitely recommend Mullinex Ford for your buying, servicing, or maintenance needs. Check them out online at MullinexFordFL.com. Jeffrey, I think you had a question. Yeah, breathing. There's a, a big component of the Pilates that you teach is something to do with breathing, right? Can you go into that? Well, breathing is fairly important in life. Um, I'm so, with you. yeah. <laughs> um, well, so there are definitely breathing patterns that we use in Pilates, and not every exercise is necessarily a breathing exercise. So it's not yoga. Every single thing you do is based on your breath. In Pilates, it's not necessarily that way. Obviously, we want you to breathe. And like I said, there are certain breathing patterns with certain exercises, but your breath will help you finish an exercise or have more power to finish an exercise. So it does really matter. And we teach you how to breathe in a different way. Joseph Pilates believed that you inhale and exhale through your nose, not through your mouth, um, because we want a long, smooth breath, not an explosive short breath. What if your nose doesn't work? Well, then you breathe through your mouth. I'm like... <laughs> Then you got other problems. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm go see your ENT. Always been that way. I have no holes. They they look like there's holes, but there's none. They don't go anywhere. You should take off take the clothespin off your nose. Right. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. it's not on my nose. Eh? 
But I will say there is a little bit of a difference, and I don't know if you, you guys would not know to ask this question, but um, when Pilates first came about, it was a trademarked word. So unless you were certified through the original Pilates studio out of New York, you were not allowed to call what you did Pilates. We unfortunately lost our trademark. It was a mess. So now you can call whatever you want Pilates. So the unfortunate thing is just applied to set up a very specific pure method, and people keep trying to change that method. Now, I understand that exercise evolves in theory. It actually really doesn't. The concepts don't evolve. People try to come up with new ideas on how to entertain people is really what that is. Biking hasn't changed, even though the equipment has. Running hasn't changed, even though the equipment has. So we try to keep it as pure as possible. We're a classically trained studio, and there is a very big difference between classical Pilates and contemporary Pilates. So if you're looking for a pure method of what Joseph Pilates came up with, then you need to find a classical studio. It takes about a year to become a certified classical Pilates instructor. Some of the other ones take about three weeks, maybe, sometimes a weekend. So, Jennifer, run us through the typical session routine. I mean, you said there's no music. Is it instructor-led? Or are you just telling, hey, do this, do this? But tell them, what does it look like to since to somebody that's never done it before? It's instructor-led. So if you're doing a private or a duet or a trio, which is some of the things we offer, you have one instructor for one, two, or three people. And you're going through a series of exercises, whether it's on equipment or not equipment, but it will be different every time you come in. There is an order, but your routine is what we choose to do that day will be different based on what your needs are. Our group classes... We allow eight people in a class, and we have what's called studio tower units. So each person has their own mat and tower unit, and there's one instructor that leads that class. They're very active. The energy level is really good, even though there's no music. It is definitely an hour where you spend thinking about what you're doing, thinking about your form, and, and really working as hard as you can. Do they have hot Pilates? Once again, a non-Pilates thing. <laughs> you know, you just put the word hot in front of anything and now it's a new form it of exercise. Hot, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little silly. And I take yoga and I do a hot, I'm making quotes here, power yoga. The, the concept behind it is that the warmer room you're in, the more pliable you are, which is, you know, in fact, the case. However, you're also a little bit more inclined to get injured you tend to stretch a little bit further than you normally would. And as an athlete, as a runner or a bicyclist, somebody that that really does an enormous amount of exercise, you really don't want to work to end range. You'd put enough pressure on your joints, start working to a point where your muscles are no longer working, but your joints are. That's where injuries happen. What's a tower unit? Good question. It's one of those medieval things that I was talking about it? earlier. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's about a six, or actually, I guess it's almost seven foot tall metal frame. And there are springs that are attached to the wall behind it. And you take those springs off, you attach it to the frame, and you're lying down on a mat. The frame's at one side. You're laying either away from it, facing it. And you can attach springs to it and use the springs. Sounds like a rack to me. I it know. Is, I'm telling you, it looks, it, it looks a little scary. I thought it might be just a reason to go and try Pilates because it sounded cool. <laughs> I don't know if I will this time. Right, oh. right. So hmm. can you do Pilates on a hmm. paddleboard? It's funny that you should mention that because I'm about to host one of those classes no this way. summer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How do you know, Kent? Well, you know, you, you do yoga on a well, paddleboard. Right, right. Why not do Pilates on them? Actually, um, right. four, what is it? Two brothers or four brothers? Uh, paddleboarding. I think it's four brothers. I've heard of that. Three I'm brothers. Like, oh. Sorry. Yeah. Three brothers. Um, it's a paddleboarding company. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to contact them and I see if be, I can do it in Daytona. It will be impressive to see um, you put a Cadillac on a uh, paddleboard. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But once again, you don't need equipment to do Pilates. So it's all about core. It's all about stability. So, you know, as we get older, we lose our balance a bit, right? 
It's important. What about the senior population? I mean, that you're one, full of questions today, aren't you? Hey, you know, I you came, had a few good ones. Some finally. of us came prepared. <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to say? So the elderly, the biggest risk is falling, mm-hmm. right? Can that help older folks? Well, the great thing about Pilates is that you're lying down for most of it. So they're in a safe position to exercise. Well, there you go. Mm, that's good. And we do work on a lot of balance, though. So you obviously we want you standing for part of it because you're not lying down most of your life. Um, you need to be able to have some balance while you're standing. So we work in all, all different areas and, and different planes. You said, yeah, what, an 80-year-old client? My, my oldest client right now is 86. Now, and, and you've seen a difference in their mobility? and Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I I firmly believe that the reason why he is still able to play golf four days a week and he goes to Colorado every summer and hikes and and does all sorts of amazing things is because he does Pilates. Does he have any chronic stuff? By now, you would think an 87-year-old would, like back pain, etc. He's had two knee replacements, two shoulder surgeries, and he actually has a stent in his brain right now. So do you, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's a stump in my brain. It's in the way of everything. (laughs) Well, there's hope for you. Right. (laughs) But most of the clients that we have that have had some sort of injury, it's a lot of, we get a lot of back pain people. Well, 80% of the population has back pain. So Mm -hmm. we have clients that have had years of back pain and have zero now, no back pain whatsoever, just as a result of doing Pilates. um, I'm staying with my my mom and dad. And for how long? How many years have you been there? (laughs) Well, when are you going to leave out? Okay. Yeah. I'm working on that. I'm 53. I'm still trying to work out. Um, You mean this weekend? My mom, I'll ignore these knuckleheads. Mm -hmm. My mother has back pain and she's beginning to really, head's really dropping forward. And I walked into the kitchen this morning and smelled Ben Gay and like, mom, are you okay? She goes, yeah, I'm just getting ready for my walk. You know, she has to apply Ben Gay just to go out and tolerate the pain. I'm thinking you can probably help her. Yes. Right? Yes. Because when I walk with her, I'm always telling her, you know, pull your shoulders back, you know, look up. She's just looking straight down like this at the ground, you know. And part of it is, is habitual. So we train our muscles in the position we want them to be in, consciously or not. So it's just retraining. But it needs to be consistent. So is there anyone that it's not good for? I mean, is there someone that has walked into your studio that you're just like, mm, this get, isn't for you? Get the hell out of here. This is not going <laughs> to no, work but, for you. <laughs> I mean, for physical ailments or things like maybe they're just too old or there's just not enough range of motion or they could hurt themselves. Is there anyone that shouldn't do this? Surgical candidates, patients with or clients with um, real unstable radiculopathy, uh, disc issues that really just, I'm going to make them worse. And fortunately, with my background, every single person that comes to my studio that has any type of major event that's wrong with them typically have to see me first. And then and I can clear them to work with anybody else. All of my instructors are fully capable of working with people with injuries, but my background's in physical therapy, so I tend to like to see them first. But no, I've, I've turned away two people, both of which needed to have surgery and did have surgery and then came back after. Nice. I do have clients that do need surgery, but I work with them for several months prior to having surgery, so they're stronger going in, so they're stronger coming out. And that's worked really well, too. I can't stop thinking about the word you used. Ridicule what? Ridicule. That big word, the medical word you used. Oh, ridic- ridiculopathy. Sounds like a TV show. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. That's ridiculopathy. Right? <laughs> that is completely ridiculopathy. You going to do that when you pull someone over? Yeah, this is ridiculopathy. <laughs> what are you driving like this for? <laughs> I love that. When people come to my studio that are older, I have some warm-up exercises that I put them through. They actually get them from a standing position down to the floor 
that most of us can do fairly simple. But it's interesting how, you know, we talked about gravity, but if you ask a person that doesn't move much to actually very quickly, okay, I want you to get down on the floor, you know, lay out on your stomach and then get back up as fast as you can. Most people, most people cannot do it unassisted. They got to have a, something, to, a, a chair to, to push on, or they kind of put their knees or their hands on their knees. People don't realize that as you age, you can't move. I mean, it sounds like this guy that's at your studio, this 86-year-old or 87, mm-hmm. this guy hasn't stopped moving. Mm-hmm. And he's got a mindset that I'm going to do whatever I can to kick this aging thing in the ass. Right. And I think this guy has truly said, F- you 50, and he's not allowing age to get in his way and he's discovered and realized that pilates is a key factor to him being able to do what he does right there's actually a research study out there that said that if you are a person that needs help getting off the floor you have to use your hands or something else it determines your longevity like your lifespan Mm. it decreases it dramatically so one of my clients her goal literally written on because we of course have you fill out paperwork when you first come in and one of her goals was i need to be able to get up from squatting. It's like when she goes sh- grocery shopping, if she has, has to squat down to get something on a lower shelf, she can't get back up. Mm-hmm. So she is now 64 years old. She's been a client of mine for 10 years. She has ankylosing spondylitis, which actually fuses oh, your spine. Oh, another fun word. We'll talk yes. about that later. Okay. <laughs> um, which actually fuses your spine over time. And now she is one of my more flexible people mm-hmm. and has no problem getting up from a city position without using her hands. Mm-hmm. So she's real consistent. She's very consistent. Coming to Pilates mm-hmm. and making sure that... Consistency is key. But it's, it's with anything in life. You know, I'm once again, not tr- not trying to be a salesperson here. But, you know, if you do exercise once a month, what are you, what are you expecting to accomplish? Not yeah, a lot. I mean, if you sit still, you'll just die <laughs> pretty much. And, and that's the big deal. you got to keep moving around Pilates mm-hmm. and everything else. And you got to get off the couch. Some people just lose the drive, I guess. I think it's an expectation. Oh, I'm 50. I'm over the hill. I don't, you know, I'll never be 25 it's again. It's such a lie. It is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. But because I'm turning 47 in June, I look at it as an opportunity to try something new, try something different. If what you're doing isn't working for you any longer, then, you know, it's not that you get to stop. <laughs> you just try something else. And exercise should not make you feel like crap. I think people are under this expectation that if I'm not hurting after, then I've done, I haven't done enough. And that's not the case. In fact, when you leave Pilates, you should feel great. You should not feel like you've just done an hour of intense labor. You should feel long. You should feel energized. You should feel like you have tons of energy for the rest of the day. You shouldn't feel like you have to go home and take a nap. It's not what this is about. And I feel like people after a certain age get fearful of, of being in pain. Do you get all sweaty doing Pilates? You can. I do, but I'm, I'm a sweater. So, all right. It's not like so the you, middle of the day I so could do Pilates without a shower. No, no, no. You can. I mean, it's not like you're going to be, it's not like you're running outdoors for an hour. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, depends on where you need to go, I guess. So it's interesting that setting goals for yourself, and we talked about that last, our last podcast with the bicycle guys that were here. And uh, Kent kept referring to, you know, setting goals and, you know, reaching for that next higher up for yourself personally, whether you're running or like Kent and I do an extra and I, I want to continue to I'm do that. I'm looking for a lot better couch. <laughs> something a little bit more comfortable. I something that sink are, deeper. Something that will recline you a little bit further back. Lazy boy. So, I mean, the advantage to setting those big lofty goals for yourself is you want to achieve those goals. And then while you're while you're working towards those goals, 
you find yourself, whatever that discipline might be, you're exercising. And sometimes you don't, you're not so much thinking about the exercise you're doing, but you're more thinking about the goal later on in life. And so um, I feel myself rambling on, just bullshitting here. Yeah, just stop right there. I'll stop. You're philosophizing. Well, I, I'll say this. I think setting lofty goals is important, but that's where we are in this room, um, the type of people that we are. Not everybody is going to climb a mountain or do an Xterra or run a half marathon or any of those things after 50. And that's okay. I'm not saying that you have to do these ridiculous out-of-control things and set goals for. It is very important to set goals in anything you do. However, I do think that you cannot just plod along in your exercise program and not change anything or do any type of restorative exercise or modalities after a certain age. I mean, I just think that your body shape and body style and everything about you changes. So you're going to have to give into that just a little. doesn't mean that you stop doing what you love. It just means that now you get a massage every month. Now you do Pilates. Now you do yoga. Now you add more stretching. You just need something in the middle of that. You need some, I call it You need some glue to hold all this crap together. The reason why I got into Pilates is because I had an injury. I was a physical therapist in in a doctor's office, and I was managing his physical therapy center, and he asked me to go find a Pilates instructor because he wanted to hire one. This was when Pilates was trademarked. I had no idea what that word was, so I did some research, found one Pilates instructor in town, took a class because I wanted to know what it was about, and my hips started feeling better. I have a torn labrum in my left hip, and I was much better like, okay, okay, I kind of like this. Now I run marathons. I do all sorts of other things that are not so good for my hip. But because I do Pilates and I, I work on all those small stabilizer muscles that help keep everything together and stabilize the joint system, I can do this longer. So you just have to adjust a little. I'm so concerned about injury, you know, at my mm-hmm. age and doing what we're trying to do in this right. race and whatnot. I'm, you know, I'm just like, just don't get injured. Whatever you do, don't overdo it. And so Pilates could help reduce the, the tendency to get injured at you know for guys that are trying to do this cross you know triathlon stuff at, at absolutely our age. and it might actually tell you or teach you how to sit on a bike better so your form on your bike has a lot to do with your core so if you're thinking about doing you know lengthy bike rides mm-hmm. if your position isn't all that good you're gonna get tired pretty quickly and you're it's not going gonna, to achieve your it's goal. also gonna hurt your ass it's gonna hurt your ass <laughs> and it's gonna hurt your back is really what happens yeah. Unless you have a proper seat for your sit bones. There you go. I know. Where the heck are the sit bones? This is the, the bike guys last night, your sit bones. I'm like, really? You got I cells. thought that was your butt. No. So your pelvic you girdle. Know you know where they, they are, are huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know those bones in your hip? The, yeah. Your hip girdle? So the very bottom the portion. That you, yes. That you, that, those are you your sit, sit bones. On. Yes, those are your Did sit you just bones. grab your butt? Oh. Well, I was just locating the areas. <laughs> Goodness sakes. Carry on, Jennifer. <laughs> Sorry for the rude no. interruption. That's <laughs> okay. But I, I do believe that you're going to have to find something, whether it's Pilates or something else. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Pilates is the best. Um, but I, I do think that it's really important to get some glue in your life. Cool. So outsmarting life after 50, as it has to do with Pilates, sounds like get glue. Get some glue. Pilates can be your glue. Nice. Go ahead and tell us a little bit more about Websites, emails, phone numbers, way to contact you. Okay. The name of the studio is the Pilates Loft. We're located on the corner of Orange and Marks Street, sort of on the way to downtown Orlando. And the address is 879 North Orange Avenue. Our phone number is 407 898 
1-800-273-4641. Our website is pilates-loft.com. You can register for classes there. We have an app on MindBody, um, which everybody seems to be using. It's super easy just to click through and sign up for a class, sign up for a private. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. There you go. We also have two other studios in um, Arlington, Virginia. Nice. Like us. Like us. Like Like us. On Facebook. We actually have a YouTube channel now, too, which is painful for me because I'm not not a fan of being on video, but um, I'm just doing it. And you got some good video people? Yeah, we got some good video people. Good. So, Jeff and Kent, anything we haven't talked about or ask Jennifer yet? I just think think I need Pilates. I think so too. I like. I, just, I know. It's like all of a sudden I'm thinking maybe Pilates is something good, and you know I don't want to call you a saleswoman, but <laughs> well, I think you did a good job. What, I, what I've learned is what I've learned is that added into my routine is Pilates. It sounds like to me Pilates can be, and I'm not trying to you know put an age limit group, but at that post fifty seems like Pilates would benefit that age group the most tremendously. So maybe I'll come with Tammy and... Uh, I would love that. I would love to see that. <laughs> I would love You have to take the camera and the phone with, and yeah, then we, we'll put a special up on the website, FKU50 website with Doug doing Pilates. I'm formally inviting you all to come do a private class with me. Nice. And you guys can try it out and see what you think. All of you that are welcome. Be, that right. could be quite. <laughs> that could that be, would be very cool. I'll be like, can't you look like a jackass? <laughs> as long as I can photograph. <laughs> that would be fun. Absolutely. For sure. Listeners, send us your story and we will read it or play it on the next podcast. You can leave a voicemail or send a text to 407 399 8324 or email podcast at fku50.com. Remember, FKU50 believes there are two sides to life after 50. The age number outsmarting you, or you are outsmarting your age number. Which side do you choose to be on? Please let us know. See you next time around. Yeah, I know. We were gonna go there. We could have. We could have. <laughs> Doug, Doug, Doug looked over at me, and I looked at Doug, and I'm like, no. Thanks, no. Al. She, she literally was like, what was that face for? And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Don't, say it, Don't say it, Dad. Don't say it, Dad. Don't say it. Just get it Talk together. Talk about growing your kids out, right? That's right. No, 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 no. Hey, you need to be here for all of them. It'll keep them in check. Not last night. I need to say. Put my nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. You were willing to say it last night and <laughs> on air. <laughs> she got it all on well, that's because we can edit it out. <laughs> uh, we, 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 can, we don't have to hear with the, uh, you know. <laughs>